Welcome once again to Precepts on Spirit Growth Podcast. I'm Reverend Dr. Timlulu Aliu, and here we are once again to study the Word of God. Uh, today is episode 9, and it's been an amazing journey so far. We started uh, line by line through the New Testament, and we are now on Matthew chapter 1, verse 2. Abraham begat Isaac, and Isaac begat Jacob, and Jacob begat Judas and his brethren. Today I want us to take a look at that phrase, Isaac begat Jacob. Isaac begat Jacob. For four days we looked at the phrase Abraham begat Isaac and um, I believe we learned a lot, you know, from that. Isaac begat Jacob. Now this this, um, is a sharp contrast from what we see in the life of Isaac and his children because at the end of the day when the role was to be called when the record was to be taken all we know now about you know the life of Isaac was Isaac begat Jacob but when we read Genesis chapter 25 verse 28 Bible says Isaac loved Esau Isaac loved Esau and there was a reason for that. The Bible says Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his venison. And it was for this reason that Isaac almost gave the blessing to Esau. Isaac, Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his venison. And Bible told us very clearly. Romans chapter 9 verse 13 as it is written, Jacob have I loved but Esau have I hated. So God himself said, Jacob have I loved, Esau have I hated. But still, Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his venison. I want to ask you a question. What venison is the world enticing you with? What venison is taking you away from the things of your destiny? What venison is distracting you from the things that matter to your future? What venison is taking you away from alignment to the will of God? What venison is taking you away from alignment to the purpose of God? What venison is taking you away from serving the agenda of God in your generation? What is the venison that the world is enticing you with? What is the venison that the world is enticing you with? Isaac loved Esau because he did eat of his venison. But by God's eternal counsel, God said, you know what? I love Jacob. Yes, Jacob eventually got the blessing. But he didn't stop the fire. He doesn't remove the fact that Abinishu, how could somebody who is a patriarch of God's people be that deceived because of food, because of venison? That's why when you read what the psalmist said in Psalm 139, he said, I hate them, O God, I hate you. I hate them with perfect hatred. I call them my enemies. Listen, if there is anything that the Lord hates, you should hate it with perfect hatred. And that's why now say, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. Look at that. It is your heart. It is your thoughts that God looks at first and see if there is any wicked way in me. So when you talk about a wicked way or what some translations we call perversion, 
perversion happens when you begin to love what the Lord hates. When you begin to love what God hates, that is perversion. Perversion is not when you begin to do what God hates. No, perversion is when you begin to love what God hates. That is perversion. When you begin to love what God hates. Perversion sets in already. Don't love what God hates. Don't love what the world is presenting to you. Don't love the things that will suit your flesh. Three questions you must always ask to determine the direction that your love should go. You see, we live in a world where people's love, you know, love is fickle now. People just love whatever serves them here and now. Before you attach your love and your affection to anything, three questions that you must ask. Number one, number one is this. Does God love this? If God does not love it, you should not love it. Number two is this. Is this thing of any benefit to me? You see, you may love things that just seem pleasant but not beneficial pleasant is different from beneficial the venison was pleasant but it was not beneficial and then number three is this does this thing matter to my future don't do things because they just benefit you now in fact when we talk about the venison we may say maybe there's some nutritional value to it but that's all there is to it you eat it and then you go to the toilet but it doesn't matter to the future. So before you attach your love to anything, number one question you should ask, does God love it? Number two question, is this thing actually beneficial to me? Some people smoke, drink and all of that. It is pleasurable but it is not beneficial. It is injurious to the health. And then number three is, does this thing matter to my future? If there is any man that wants to marry you, any woman you want to marry, ask the same three questions. Number one, does God love the idea of me getting married to this person? Is it the will of God for my life? Number two, this person actually, is this person beneficial to me? Is this person helpful in my life? There are many people you love because they are just pleasant to be with, because, you know, they please certain things in your own prejudice, expectation, you know, they are just your speck and all of that. That is being pleasurable. But is this person beneficial to my life, to my future, to my life rather? And then the third one is this. Does this person matter to my future? Don't, don't make decisions for now. Don't make choices for now. Don't love only for now. Look at the future. 20, 25, 30 years time. Will these things matter? Will this person matter? Will this person be able to fit into the future that I see God taking me to? So before you attach your love to a thing, your love to a person or to a place or to an ideology or whatever, before you choose a political candidate, you know, you must ask these questions. A lot of people fall in love with the idea. And many times it's because the idea is pleasurable. So my question to you again is this. What venison, what venison, what venison is the world enticing you with? 
Is there any wicked way in you because you love something that God hates? When you love something that God hates, it is called wickedness. It is called wickedness. When you love things that are pleasurable rather than things that are beneficial, it is called carnality. When you love things that serve you here and now instead of things that matter to your future, it is called stupidity. Don't be wicked, don't be carnal, don't be stupid. Let there be no perversion, no wicked way in you because you love what God hates. Let there be no carnality or sensuality in you because you gravitate towards things that are pleasurable rather than things that are beneficial. And let no trace of stupidity be found in you because you love things that serve you here and now rather than things that matter to your future. Live in perfect alignment to the will of God for your life. Live in perfect alignment to the will of God for your life. Go after the things that are beneficial rather than the things that are pleasurable. A man that lives to serve his pleasure is a man that sacrifices his life. Pleasure, the things that, that kick your flesh, the things that are convenient. These are the things that define pleasure. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. Bible talks about these things regularly. These are the venisons, the things which with the devil can lure you into sin. The things which with the devil can lure you into irrelevance. The things which with the devil can, can take away the things that matter to your destiny from you. Don't sacrifice your destiny on the altar of perversion. Don't sacrifice your destiny on the altar of pleasure. Don't sacrifice your destiny on the altar of stupidity. Choosing the things that, mat that, that matter now or that, that, that serve you now rather than the things that serve your future. If you read the Bible, 1 John chapter 2 from verse 15 to verse 16. It says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Colossians chapter 3, verse 2. Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. Let your affection be on things above. Love what the Lord loves. Hate what the, what, what, the, what, what the Lord hates. Don't love the world. Don't love the things that are of the world. Was that not the undoing of Solomon? Solomon who was the wisest man, who was the richest man, who enjoyed so much favor from the Lord. You read 1 Kings chapter 11 verse 2. Bible talks about the nations concerning which the Lord said unto the children of Israel, You shall not go in unto them, neither shall they come in unto you. Meaning to say, you shall not intermarry with them. And God had a reason. He said, for surely they will turn away your hearts after their gods. But what does Bible say? Solomon, cleave unto these in love. What are you cleaving to in love that is not part of God's will for your life? that is not beneficial to your life, that does not matter to your future. Don't cleave unto them in love. 
hate what the Lord hates. In fact, like the psalmist said, Psalm 109, hate with perfect hatred. I know we live in a generation, we live in a culture where everyone is trying to be politically correct. So it is difficult to take a stand. Oh, but it's only difficult for those who want to conform to the world. It's only difficult for those who want to conform to the world. And don't tell me that hatred is bad. Hatred is not bad. Even there are things that God hates. The Bible says six things the Lord hates. Yes, seven things. And let me tell you, hate is not necessarily the opposite of love. Hate is the partner of love. You say, what does that mean? If you love one thing, you must hate the other. Is that not what the Bible says? You cannot serve two masters. Is that you love one and hate the other? <laughs> so love and hate are partners. For example, if you love God, you must hate Satan. That is just the truth. If you love justice, you must hate injustice. So there is no way there will be perfect love and there will not be perfect hatred. That's why the Bible says that the friendship with God is enmity with the world. So friendship and enmity, love and hate, they go together. The more we get to know God through his word, the more we grow in intimacy with God, the more we align ourselves with the will of God, the more we align our desires to God's value system, the more we will hate the value system of the world, the more we will detest the ways of the world. Let me round off by telling you this. Nobody makes a quick transition. Nobody makes a quick transition from hating the world to loving the world. No, no. Usually, from hate, they begin to tolerate. They begin to cope with. Just try to manage around. But over time, they become desensitized and they begin to make excuses for the ways of the world, for the people of the world. They still maintain, I cannot do it, but I understand them. At that point, you begin to condone. From condoning, you begin to compromise in your heart. And then, over time, you begin to conform to the world. You begin to comply with the rules of the world. Oh, how can I go to that kind of place and not wear this kind of clothes? That is what that is what is ideal, you know. You just begin to conform yourself to the ways of the world, because well, that is how it is done, and that's how. And it's at that point that life begins to look like, oh, what kind of thing have I gotten myself to? This whole Christianity is limiting me. Ah, you are one step away from loving the world. After that, you just fall in love perfectly with the world. My charge to you today, beloved, love what God loves, hate what God hates. Don't allow wickedness, don't allow carnality or sensuality, don't allow stupidity to rule your life. And I pray that the Lord will grant you grace so to do in the name of Jesus. I call you blessed till I come your way again tomorrow. Shalom. Did you know that Reverend Dr. Temilolo Ali is a certified life coach and you can have a free coaching session with him? 
visit ordainedcoach.com right away to learn more about him and this rare opportunity. Are you led to be a financial part of our ministry or to support what God is doing through our ministry and this podcast? You can give online by visiting bit.ly forward slash give to precepts today. We hope you were blessed by today's podcast. We encourage you to live by the truth you have heard today and share the link with your friends and family. Don't forget to click the notification bell so that you won't miss any episode. The Lord bless you richly.